When I became Frederick County's first county executive in 2014, our economy was recovering from the Great Recession. Great executive, executive, executive. The budget tells our story. It reveals who we are, what we value, and who we want to become. As a community, we see our yesterday, our today, and tomorrow in the budget choices that we make. When I became Frederick County's first county executive in 2014, our economy was recovering from the Great Recession, and county government was in dire shape. The immediate task was to stand up a brand new form of government, a charter government, to ensure open and transparent processes, establish good management, and restore fiscal responsibility. Now, my administration inherited a structural deficit. Reserve funds had been raided, and one-time funds had been used for ongoing expenses. A school si our school system had been funded at the lowest level allowed by law for years, and a reduction of almost 200 county positions, including in public safety, had taken place, all while the county's population had continued to grow. The stage was also set for more significant residential growth without needed infrastructure or services planned due to a series of bad land use decisions locked in place by 20 or 30 year developer agreements. And maybe even worse, Frederick County's newly constructed Citizens Rehabilitation Center and Montevue Home were set to be sold at a loss, far below value. Frederick County would literally have had to bring $8 million to the table to sell these brand new facilities at a loss, below their cost of construction. The change to charter government marked a new beginning, a fresh start for Frederick County and, and a, a new page in Frederick County history. Today, eight years after becoming the county executive, we're in a much better place and the future looks bright. Frederick County government is well managed and we deliver effective and efficient services to our residents. Thanks to sound fiscal management, Frederick County has restored and bolstered our reserve funds from 5% to 8% of budget, fully funded our pension obligations, eliminated the structural deficit, and earned a coveted AAA bond rating from all three rating agencies for the first time in the county's history. And citizens in Montevue were saved from fire sale and financial loss, allowing the county to continue to take care of our seniors into the future. Now, all of these sound financial decisions allowed Frederick County to save millions of dollars, which we could then invest in needed schools, roads, fire stations, libraries, and parks, all while focused on taking care of people. Frederick County has lived within our means, and charter government has delivered results. All of this demonstrates that Frederick County is fiscally well-managed and responsible, not only for today, but these choices will benefit Frederick County well into the future. Our financial outlook is strong. We have overcome the challenges of the past and secured an even brighter, a brighter path forward. Now, the budget I'm proposing shapes a prosperous tomorrow. It reflects our values for public education, safe communities, our seniors, and preserving our high quality of life. The budget is the mechanism that funds our shared vision in Livable Frederick, framed around four pillars, our economy, our community, our health, and our environment. Livable Frederick is our roadmap to a prosperous and healthy future for everyone in Frederick County. Now, despite how they look, budgets are really not all that complicated. Budgets allocate our community's collective resources or revenues to meet community needs that people cannot individually provide on their own, like public education and public safety. 
Frederick County, unlike some of our surrounding jurisdictions, has only two main sources of revenue, property taxes and income taxes. Property tax revenue is easier to predict than income tax revenue, which fluctuates with the economy. Now, I'm very proud that this is my eighth budget in a row that has kept the property tax rate set at $1.06 per $100 of assessed property value. There have been no tax rate increases during the time of my administration. Let me repeat that. No tax rate increases. I am proposing no change to the property tax rate for fiscal year 23. Property and income tax rates have remained the same over the entire eight years of my term. So where does the money go? In Frederick County, about 80% of the budget is either specifically mandated in a specific dollar amount for certain services, are services or their services that were mandated by law to provide. So education is about 50% of the budget or 50 cents on every dollar. All counties in Maryland are mandated to provide at least the same level of funding per student one year to the next, and that's commonly called maintenance of effort. So when our enrollment goes up, the amount we're mandated to fund education also goes up, and we're certainly allowed to fund better than that. Now, local governments are required to provide public safety services, but we're not required to do that in a specific dollar amount. So now in Frederick County, public safety accounts for about 20 cents out of every tax dollar. So together, education and public safety account for 70% of the entire operating budget. Now, we have a number of other expenses. For instance, we honor our tax equity formula to our municipalities every year. We pay for health insurance for our employees and many other types of insurance, utilities, debt service on our buildings, a lot of fixed costs of operations. Plus, we're also mandated to pay for some state agencies that are located here in Frederick County, like the Board of Elections, the Health Department, the court system, and the state's attorney's office, though we have no control over the management or budget decisions of those agencies. The state legislature can authorize increases in pay for the employees that work in these agencies, and the county government is mandated to pay that bill. We're also mandated to provide matching funds for certain grants. And each year, we have new mandates that come from the state legislature. Good examples this year include funding the Police Accountability Board and body cameras. At the end of the day, only about 20% of the county budget is considered discretionary. Yet many of the services that fall in that 20%, like maintaining roads and bridges, our parks, animal control, our senior centers, and a variety of other services are certainly considered essential by the general public and the people who live here. So each year, we review the budget for subtractions. We remove any one-time expenditures from the private year, and we look at changes or modifications to the delivery of service. After we subtract mandated and required spending from our revenue projections, the remaining balance is available for thousands of choices and to, and to address the millions of dollars of budget requests that we receive annually. So this year, I received more than $72 million in budget requests, and that excludes salary improvements, which take up a significant portion of our, every budget. So there are difficult choices to be made. All of the budget requests are legitimate, well-justified, and truly needed. And we use Livable Frederick as our guide to make these challenging choices. Now, the fiscal year 23 budget invests in what matters most, keeping the promise of public education, ensuring safe communities, improving public health, valuing our rich history and protecting our agricultural heritage, and advancing the overarching vision and priorities that are found in Livable Frederick. 
the budget is people-centered with a focus on ensuring a high quality of life and a thriving, robust economy. Time certainly doesn't permit me to cover all the details today, but you can find the entire operating capital budgets online at frederickcountymd.gov budget. And this is what the budget actually looks like. And again, you can find it online. So let's get started with the highlights. Now, education has always been my top priority. The proposed budget makes a powerful record investment in public education with $35 million in new funding for our public schools. Now, I'm proud that my administration has invested over $112 million in public education above the minimum level required by law. This year's $35 million investment includes $33.4 million in ongoing operating dollars to ensure the best teachers and staff in our classrooms, to support recovery from the pandemic, and to deliver positive educational outcomes for our students. It also includes $1.6 million in one-time funding to provide Chromebooks for all of our elementary school students. More than 1,700 new students have enrolled in Frederick County Public Schools. This level of enrollment growth is unmatched elsewhere in Maryland. Nearly 5,000 new students have joined our public schools during my two terms as county executive, a 12.5% increase in enrollment. There is, I do want to point out that beyond the $35 million, there is additional funding in the county budget for education, and it's often overlooked, so I want to mention it. This includes a transfer of cash from the operating budget to the capital budget to support school construction, the increase in debt service or mortgage payments for new schools and buildings, a significant portion of which is for schools. And unlike most other jurisdictions in Maryland, school health is found, funded in the county budget as, as our crossing guards rather than in the school system budget. So these additional expenditures on top of the $35 million really bring the total funding to education closer to $40 million. Now, I vowed to tackle the problem we inherited from multiple years of flat funding for our schools. Even with this record investment, it is important to note that funding per student will likely remain among the lowest in the state because the state funds Frederick County Public Schools at the absolute lowest level of all the school systems in the state, primarily due to the fact that we have fewer students in poverty and fewer students who are English language learners than the other jurisdictions in Maryland. And it's a challenge for the county to offset both the years of flat funding that happened prior to my administration and the lower investment per pupil from the state. And so it, it really is a challenge for us to try to lift that spending per um, student to a higher level statewide. Again, we're going to try to do that, but it's a bigger challenge than I think meets the eye. Years of funding our schools at the absolute bare minimum certainly harmed our school system. Frederick County must adequately fund our schools now and into the future. And we've made great progress, but let's make sure we elect people who will continue to support public education and continue the good progress that my administration has made. Now we are challenged to provide school capacity for new students and for those um, who arrived before them. So the capital budget makes a record investment in school construction and renovation, advancing nine projects in the upcoming fiscal year 23 budget alone, meaning in the next year. I believe every student deserves a seat inside a school building. School construction has been the top capital budget priority throughout my administration, with a record level of investment, more than double the previous two administrations. 
In March, I, I shared the first year of the capital uh, budget or the CIP, the Capital Improvement Program. And this slide shows the list of school projects that will be um, advanced in the next um, fiscal year. But I'd also like to share a few highlights of the rest of the six-year CIP for schools. The plan in total adds an additional 2,552 new seats over six years, making a total of 6,438 new school seats advanced during my administration. During my term, we finished the modernization of the new Frederick High School. We completed a 300-seat addition to Oakdale Middle School. Uh, we completely replaced the Rock Creek School and at a new location, and we constructed five new elementary schools. Now again, I challenge the next administration to keep the pedal to the metal and continue to accelerate this rate of school construction. My six-year CIP for schools also includes a new elementary school to address overcrowding on the east side of the city of Frederick to accommodate students from the new development um, of the Wren property and a few other housing projects that have been approved by the city. Another elementary school in the northwestern portion of Frederick City in the Tuscarora Creek Crossing development off of Walter March Road and a new replacement Liberty Town Elementary School. And again, you can see the entire of tire plan at frederickcountymd.gov slash budget. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, during my capital budget presentation, I announced funding for the Middletown Campus Feasibility Study in the upcoming year. Now, advancing three new school projects on the Middletown campus, a high school, a middle school, and an elementary school, will likely exceed more than $200 million. To ensure the financial viability of such a large, comprehensive project, $22 million of funding will be earmarked in a special reserve fund to advance the first phase of the Middletown Campus Project once the feasibility study is completed. Now, addressing the needs of these older schools is certainly supported by uh, Councilman Jerry Donald, who represents the Middletown area. Some of these schools have been in the CIP or have been talked about for more than 20 years. So it's really time to get this project started. It is has a huge financial price tag. So creating this reserve fund really reflects good financial planning. This is how we are going to get this project done. Now, looking at other areas of education, specifically higher education, the budget provides over a million dollars for Frederick Community College to improve the pay for all eligible staff and to keep college tuition affordable. Tuition will be frozen for the upcoming academic year to ensure that students seeking opportunity through higher education or preparing for a changing workplace can take advantage of the opportunity to do so. Our libraries support lifelong learning, educational needs, and homeschooling. People love our libraries and their popularity continues to grow. It grew during the pandemic for sure. The budget allows Frederick County Public Libraries to support additional teen programming and will provide staffing partial for a partial year for the newest library, the Middletown Branch Library, which will break ground soon. I'm pleased to share a plan to accelerate the West Frederick um, Branch Library by up to five years by locating the branch in the newly purchased county-owned Himes Avenue property. This location saves both time and money, and certainly Council President M.C. Keegan Air has been an advocate for this library. A community meeting to discuss this needed library branch will be held in May on May 2nd. More information to come on that later. Now, everyone deserves to live in a safe community. Safe communities are the result of good planning, the hard work and dedication of the men and women in our public safety agencies, and the support of our community. 
Keeping our community safe is a fundamental responsibility of local government. Our public safety agency budgets are the second largest component of the overall budget following education. Again, combined, education and public safety make up 70% of our operating budget. Now, Livable Frederick places a real focus on public safety, and so does the county budget. I am proud that my administration has made public safety a high priority and has valued our public safety workforce with competitive pay, benefits, training, and equipment. The budget honors our contracts with our public safety unions and continues to add positions to ensure a timely response to citizens' calls for assistance. During my term in office, the county budget has added more than 200 new firefighter EMT positions, numerous positions in law enforcement and corrections, and added call takers and communication specialists at 911 uh, emergency communications, again, to meet increasing call volume as our population grows. Now, highlights of the operating budget include more than 500000 for body cameras. Now, these funds support the initial phase of the implementation of body cameras for all the law enforcement agencies in Frederick County, including those within our municipalities, by funding the state's attorney's office to review, use, and maintain all footage. So while the cost to buy the body cameras is in the capital budget, the real more significant cost is in the operating budget to really manage all of the footage that comes from those body cameras. Now, the budget also supports increases in training, employee physical, psychological services, and a new wellness program in the sheriff's office, and it funds the operations of a new police accountability board. Now, a high quality of life depends upon good health. Supporting a safer and healthier Frederick County is a goal of livable Frederick. Over the last two years, much of our focus has been on public health and our public health response related to the COVID-19 pandemic. From standing up mass vaccination clinics to providing COVID testing and contact tracing and expanding health services at the new Satellite Health Department office on the Golden Mile, the pandemic has highlighted the role of public health and its importance in our day-to-day -day lives. Certainly, the pandemic has impacted everything we do. The most profound and sad impact has been the loss of over 500 members of our community who have died from COVID. These are 508 of our family members, friends, and neighbors, and that loss is simply immeasurable. While we are skilled at what is now routinely called pivoting or changing our response to changing conditions, the impact of what has been lost for more than two years, coupled with the stress and mental health issues related to the pandemic, will stay with us for some time. Now, for this reason, the fiscal year 23 budget places an emphasis on public health. Now, Frederick County has made great strides during my administration to develop a robust continuum of care for behavioral health and substance misuse. A year ago, we announced a 24-7 mobile crisis team to bring the right services at the right time to people facing a crisis situation with the ultimate goal to achieve the best outcomes for people. The mobile crisis team brings social workers and behavioral health specialists to respond with law enforcement, or they can respond to a call to 211. Mobile crisis has received high praise from our law enforcement agencies in the county and from the people who have been assisted. The fiscal year 23 budget expands this service to ensure that we can have a robust response countywide. The budget also expands the Division of Fire and Rescue Services Mobile Community Health Care Program by adding an additional EMT and paramedic. This highly successful program addresses the problem of high-user non-emergency calls to 911, which can be very expensive and not always is the best place for these um, people needing help to go. 
Since its inception, the program has reduced emergency room hospital visits and has been expanded to help people struggling with substance misuse. The team pivoted during the pandemic to deliver vaccines to homebound residents, delivering over 2,000 vaccines. While the county, through a public-private partnership, has opened a detox facility, a crisis stabilization center is the remaining missing piece of our behavioral health continuum of care, and it is a personal priority of mine to advance this during the remainder of my administration. This crisis stabilization center will provide care and a safe place for people with mental health or substance misuse issues while they wait to connect to other long-term treatment or outpatient care. Funds are included in the capital budget to renovate an existing county building for a crisis stabilization center, and the county has received federal and state grants to support the building renovation and fit-out. We will look to provide the operating costs for the Crisis Stabilization Center from money that we expect to receive from the opioid settlement. And we expect that first payment to um, come from that settlement later this month, within the month of April. The fiscal year 23 budget also supports our school health program, including competitive pay for hard to hire nursing positions, as well as adding additional clinical managers. Now, Livable Frederick is our roadmap for the future and provides for opportunities for residential and business growth while protecting what we love about Frederick County, our rich history and our agricultural land. What we do outside of our growth areas is just as important as what we do inside our growth areas. This philosophy um, really helps to preserve what we value most about Frederick County, our scenic vistas, our historic places, and our rich farmland. Now, one of the lasting legacies of this administration will be the significant investment we're making in agricultural preservation. The fiscal year 23 budget dedicates recordation tax revenue that literally more than doubles our investment in agricultural preservation. We're literally doubling our investment in agricultural preservation. Again, I wanted to repeat that. The recent increase in the one-time recordation fee is budgeted to add $9.9 million dollars bringing the total fiscal year uh, 23 budget for ag preservation to $17.5 million. This investment will help preserve thousands of acres of agricultural land annually and do it sooner, allowing the county to achieve its 100,000 acre goal by the early 2030s, exceeding the goal in Livable Frederick to achieve 100,000 acres by 2040. This investment will leave a legacy of agriculture to future generations and will ensure that Frederick County retains its unique character forever. Frederick County is not going to look like our more urbanized jurisdictions because of the investment we're making in agricultural preservation. Now, the fiscal year 23 budget advances the Seniors First initiative, which is embedded in Livable Frederick. Seniors First ensures that services meet the needs of our fast-growing population of seniors and allows our seniors to live a full, productive life and to continue to contribute to our community. The budget will implement a new delivery model for Meals on Wheels, modeled after our successful experience during the pandemic. Paratransit services will expand with two additional buses and drivers to meet the exploding demand for that service, shortening the need for advance notice and reducing trip denials. Paratransit is a critical service that provides transportation to seniors and people with disabilities for medical appointments, including life-saving dialysis. One of the most popular programs that has, has come out of the pandemic was the introduction of virtual senior center programming. 
So while the senior centers were closed due to COVID, many of our seniors experienced loneliness and isolation. So our terrific senior services staff pivoted and changed their delivery model, offering for the first time virtual classes that were interactive for seniors like book clubs, discussion groups, cooking classes, arts and crafts, exercise, and much more. This budget supports a permanent virtual senior center. Again, our goal is to help our seniors live their best life. Now, a great personal achievement in my administration was to save citizens in Montevideo from being sold at a loss to taxpayers. Citizens in Montevideo are self-sustaining and there's no general fund support. I'm proud that the operating model allows us to take care of our own and to do that well into the future. Now, Frederick County employees are truly dedicated to serving our community, and they are on the front line delivering effective and efficient services to our um, citizens, and they did that seamlessly during the pandemic. A full third of county employees performed a different job, either part-time or full-time during the pandemic, to help deliver groceries to vulnerable seniors, to support our mass vaccination clinics, to staff a school a call center, and to allow virtual work and virtual delivery of services. The fiscal year 23 budget invests in our county's greatest asset, our county workers, by funding the second year of a new pay scale for county employees, providing more competitive wages to retain and value our talented workforce. The new pay scale addresses pay inequities, and it also will work to address hard-to-hire positions that we have in several areas in county government, and it will help our employees keep up with the rising cost of living. So my goal is to value our employees, to value all of our employees and the outstanding work that they do each and every day on the front line in our community. Frederick County uh, workers deliver the high quality of life that we all enjoy, and they ensure our future prosperity. So every job is valued and every job is important. So I'm pleased to once again support our employees. Now, Frederick County has benefited from a thriving and vibrant economy with the addition of thousands of jobs and over 100 newer expanding businesses over the past two years. So our economy, or at least some segments of it, have really continued to thrive even during a pandemic. Our economic development team has simply knocked it out of the park, attracting new businesses, helping existing businesses to expand, and supporting the success of our thriving main streets in our towns and cities. This strong economic growth has fueled revenues to our budget and demonstrates that Frederick County is a great place to do business. But we know that this prosperity has not benefited everyone and that some individuals and families continue to struggle to afford to live and work in our community. These may be young working families or our growing population of seniors, particularly our single seniors. These households are classified as Alice households which means asset limited, income constrained, employed. So I am proud that my budget provo provides targeted tax relief to people who need it the most, our Alice households. Last year, the state legislature passed legislation allowing counties to implement a sliding scale for local income tax rates. I'm pleased to have Frederick County be the first county in the state to take advantage of this opportunity as part of our upcoming budget. So I am proposing lowering the income tax rate to taxpayers who file joint returns and have taxable income of $100,000 or less, and for taxpayers who file a single status return with a taxable income of $50,000 or less. 
and that is a reduction of about 7% in the income tax rate. Over 80,000 tax filers will benefit from the income tax rate reduction, or 60% of all tax filers in Frederick County. This is a specific and very targeted tax relief to help people who need it the most, our seniors, our Alice households, and the many workers who make up the backbone of our society, include some of our public um, employees, whether they're in the school system or in county government, our restaurant workers, our childcare workers, and many others. Targeted tax relief is also part of our solution to our affordable housing challenge. When we talk about affordable housing, it's more than just the price of housing. Part of the solution is addressing lower wages and allowing people to keep more of their paychecks so they're able to afford to live and work in Frederick County. Now, coupled with that, I am pleased to announce that along with the fiscal year 23 budget, we're making a one-time investment of $3 million to the Housing Initiative Fund. This will allow the county to advance more affordable workforce housing projects and assist more first-time home buyers. This has been a priority of uh, Councilwoman Fiswater. More housing options and more choices for workforce housing is a priority in a livable Frederick, and this investment of $3 million helps us take a big step forward. Now the capital budgets and the um, operating budgets and certainly invest in a better future for Frederick County through the construction and renovation of schools, libraries, fire station, parks, and roads and bridges. The capital budget exceeds 211 million and the six year capital improvement plan exceeds over 1.1 billion. It's a big investment in infrastructure in our community. Now, these investments not only meet the needs of a growing community, but they do provide jobs and they have a long-term impact on our quality of life and our community pride. People feel a sense of belonging with their community schools. They're proud of our public libraries. They enjoy nature, sports, and family and community gatherings in our parks. So these facilities really matter to people. Now, this map that you should see on your screen depicts the location of capital projects and investment in infrastructure and buildings all around the county and reflect the priorities of our county council members who represent these various districts. Now, I could spend a lot of time looking over this map, but there are priorities here that have been requested from um, the council members. Now, a list of all the capital projects can be found at frederickcountymd.gov budget. Again, I can't go through them all. The fiscal year 23 operating capital budgets position Frederick County not only for today, but well into the future, using Livable Frederick as our path forward. In 2014, as the first county executive, I inherited serious financial challenges. Those yesterdays are long gone. Through good management, sound fiscal policy, which I really want to thank our staff for, and a Livable Frederick master plan that delivers results, my administration has brought stability and prosperity to Frederick County. Today, Frederick County government is fiscally sound with a coveted AAA bond rating from our all three rating agencies. Our reserves and long-term liabilities are fully funded, and there has been steady investment in public education and public safety, and our economy is thriving and vibrant with new businesses and more jobs for the people who live here. The proposed fiscal year 23 operating and capital budgets advance our shared values and our priorities keeping the promise of public education with a record investment in our public schools. 
over 112 million above maintenance of effort during my administration. And we've also accelerated school construction with a record nine school construction projects in the upcoming year alone. And ensuring safe communities with a record investment in public safety. Delivering a healthy Frederick with a full continuum of care for behavioral health and substance misuse. And leaving a legacy of agriculture for future generations through a record investment, a little doubling of investment in ag preservation. Protecting our rich history, our cultural amenities, and our most productive farmland. And this may really be the most meaningful and visible legacy of this administration over future years. And of course, advancing seniors first and supporting our seniors, valuing our county workers who are on the front line delivering that high quality of life through competitive pay, and targeted tax relief for those who need it the most, our seniors and Alice households. So in conclusion, the proposed budget focuses on people and making life better for everyone who calls Frederick County home. It reflects our community's values and our shared vision for a high quality of life that delivers excellent public education, safe communities, care for our seniors and most vulnerable community members, and a thriving economy. Frederick County truly has a bright and prosperous future. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned as the County Council considers the budget over the upcoming weeks. Thank you for joining us and I'll see you next week.